the Tom Sumner Program. Old Fashioned Radio for a New Generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. You know that. Yay, Tom! <laughs> I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Tom, easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? You lucky team, Mr. Sumner. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. This is Gretchen Whitmer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. As we roll into uh, hour two of our three-hour tour today on the Tom Sumner Program, we're going to shift gears and find out uh, why the healthcare system is in critical condition. From my guest this hour, Dr. Miari Andrea, who is one of the cast members for a new documentary film called The Healthcare Cure. And uh, Miari, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, Tom. Uh, glad to be here. Um, is the is the healthcare system in critical condition? That is uh, actually a very uh, pertinent question, Tom. Especially given the time that we live in, and uh, given the fact that we're in the midst of, or uh, hopefully at the tail end of this whole. COVID uh, crisis. So the biggest challenge that we are faced with today is the fact that healthcare is actually the number one largest industry that drives the U.S. economy. At the same time, that same industry is currently the one that is most endangered in the sense that it's a behemoth, but at the same time a dinosaur. And a dinosaur in the sense that the current inner working of healthcare is very old and not adapted to the current conditions, societal conditions, patient experience conditions, and technology uh, uh, reality that we live in. So because of this, healthcare is indeed in really critical condition. And unless we do something about this, 
this is not a problem that we can ignore. We cannot just like shove it under the rug, but we've got to address this issue. And that this is exactly the motivation behind us, you know, working on the healthcare cure documentary is to raise the, the awareness that we are today facing a huge problem that we just can no longer ignore. And when you talk about no longer ignore, is is it the case that that the healthcare system has been on a watch list for a long time, but now is is seems to be overly stressed by this this global health emergency? Correct, uh, Tom. Uh, so the the healthcare system as a really endemic problem and that is the, the, the caused by the fact that you know and, and this is something that I personally emphasized in the documentary is that the healthcare is really not focused on health it's really really the system should be renamed and it's not the healthcare system it's a sick care system by that I mean that the focus is not to really foster better health. The system is meant to really take care of sickness. You know, in other words, instead of saying, okay, let's focus on the idea that people's health is the most critical, uh, critical component, the current system is focused on, okay, when people are sick, we will... Get, we will give them medicine. We will provide uh, assistance to them. So it, it's kind of backwards in, from that standpoint in the sense that instead of saying we will do everything to preserve people's health, the current system is more focused on we will take care of the sickness of people. So... And this is why, why I mentioned earlier that it's, a, it's an endemic problem because the fundamental, the root of how the system is built in the first place has to be really revamped and looked at, and looked at from a completely different angle. And this is why this, the, the, the current system is not sustainable because at the rate at which we are going, the, the cost of care will, will keep increasing, the, the ac access will be less and less. And so, so to answer your question, we are on a trajectory that is absolutely unsustainable. Well, I think a lot of people have realized for some time that the healthcare system was more about getting well than being well. Um, but does that start at at really uh, the training and, and the way doctors are educated? Very good question, Tom. And so if we look at the evolution of, of the healthcare system, the initially, as a, initially the focus really was on patient and doctor relationships. So we started really... Uh, at a, at a time when healthcare was really just like forming and evolving, we really had that patient-doctor relationship. 
you know. The doctor knew exactly, the, they knew the name, the family, the, the history of the patient. They had really a relationship. And over time, because of the uh, industrialization of healthcare, then we completely lost that aspect. So one of the, uh, the focus of the documentary, as a matter of fact, is to say that, hey, listen, if we were to really revamp healthcare, we've got to reintroduce that pa doctor-patient relationship. We've got to get to the, back to the beginning when healthcare really was a relationship-based care instead of this highly procedural uh, uh, kind of relationship between the doctor and the patient. And so if we look at that evolution then of how healthcare began, it, it began as a really healthy, <laughs> that's kind of a, uh, uh, a, a weird way of putting it, but you know, healthcare started with that extremely personalized care but, to doctor, industrialized care. Miari, as, as you talk about that, uh, you know, I, I remember, I'm old enough to remember uh, before there were primary care physicians, there was the family doctor. But, exactly right. But even in those days of the family doctor, you know, there's the old uh, Henny Youngman joke about the uh, guy goes to the doctor, says, doctor, it hurts when I go like this. And the doctor says, <laughs> don't go like that. But, <laughs> but, but the truth is, even back in those more intimate times, when the, when the doctor was more familiar with the patients and their families and so on, right. it, it still was based on a patient doesn't go to the doctor until something hurts. Correct. Yes, absolutely. And I don't so, think you can put it all on, on doctors and, and the way they're trained. It has evolved that way. Somebody goes to the doctor and says, I've got a problem and I need you to fix it. And so it has just evolved from that notion. And and what you're saying, and I think what this, this new film is, is trying to get at is we need to completely rethink that from the patient to the doctor to the healthcare systems. Right. So uh, you're absolutely correct, uh, Tom. Uh, so now I think it's the new, if we were thinking about a new model, it's essentially, it, it got, it's got to be like a three-way communication. It's a three, it, it has three parts. And, and like you said, it's the, patient it's the doctor working within a system that should be the right model so 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 if if we just take those uh, individual pieces so from the healthcare uh, piece uh, the, the the part related to healthcare number one that really needs to be focusing on not just fixing problems but preemptively giving the doctor and the patient the tools, and, and technology plays a major role in this, but we can address that at a later stage, so that the healthcare system needs to be providing the doctor and the patient with means to not just cure sickness, but also provide preventive tools 
so that it will alleviate the burden of the healthcare system. So that's on the healthcare part, healthcare part, on the doctor and the patient part. And you know, like today, for instance, um, it is we, we've all come to accept that if you go to ER, you, you are bound to be there for hours, sometimes four hours or more, and we've accepted that. But that model is not a patient patient-centric model. It's got to change. And the same way, you know, back in the, like 20 years ago, we used to, if, if you were to order something, you know, or you stay in line, you go to the store, Amazon has completely turned that backwards. And now I can have it next day delivery. And soon it will be a drone delivery. So within the hour delivery. So what we are seeing here is a discrepancy between how our society has evolved, whereas the healthcare system is really a state beyond, that's why, that's why I use the metaphor of the dinosaur, is that the patient-centric aspect of healthcare is really not present, whereas all sectors, all, all sectors, uh, other industries are evolving to be a highly consumerized experience. Whereas healthcare is really not, um, we are not even close to that model. But looking into the future, that is essentially uh, one of the motivations uh, behind, uh, uh, behind the uh, documentary is to say, hey guys, we've got to do something about this because what we have today is deeply broken. You know, and you were talking about how long to wait in a in a waiting room and how slow that process seems and 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 how quickly society is is moving in terms of customer service. And and it flashed into my head that yeah, it's it's really slow when you go to a, a hospital emergency room, but Congress is even slower than that. <laughs> 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 and, I, and I don't know why that popped into my head, Miari, but, <laughs> but, but it did. Um, I, I want to talk to you some more about the movie, and, but also about, uh, uh, well, I, I want to move beyond uh, the um, diagnosis to prognosis and uh, yeah. see if we can talk about some things that we might do differently, but I have to take a break here in about a minute. Um, can you stick around for a few minutes so we can talk some Absolutely. more? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. I, my, guest okay, is, my guest is Dr. Miari Andrea. He is uh, one of the cast members in a new documentary called The Healthcare Cure, talking about why the healthcare system is considered to be in critical condition. We're going to talk more about that with Miari. After we let our broadcast partners squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break, they are WFOV, our voices radio in Flint, 92.1 LPFM, a broadcast service of the Flint Odyssey House Spectacle Productions, and my friend Paul Hearing. And if you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well. So don't touch that dial, don't click that mouse, because we have a lot more of my conversation with Dr. Miari Andrea and the Tom Sumner program straight ahead. Everybody's doing a brand new dance now. Hi, this is Mark Farner, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner program.
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination, a COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can. Keep wearing masks correctly and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19 and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wacky stories we call the X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. Where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses. And where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County. Where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. I know of a place where you never get harmed, a magical place with magical charms, indoors, indoors, indoors.
Hi, this is Deb Cherry, Genesee County Treasurer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Radio Show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We continue now with my conversation with Dr. Miari Andrea. He is... uh, one of the cast members in a new documentary film called The Healthcare Cure, talking about why the healthcare system is in critical condition and what might be done about it. And he joins me by phone. Miari, welcome back to the uh, to the show. Thanks for sticking around, and sorry to make you sit through all that. Oh, no problem, Tom. Um, in the last segment, you were talking about uh, how the world of retail, retail and restaurants and so on have gotten so good at um, people being able to get their needs met practically immediately with, uh, you know, online ordering and um, quick delivery, even drone delivery in some areas, um, and and technology has has really um, grown significantly during the pandemic, but I was reading somewhere about the film, uh, The Healthcare Cure, that suggested one of the, one of the film uh, uh, producers, uh, Nicholas Webb, um, was suggesting that technology hasn't really been as, as much help to the healthcare industry as as it has to other parts of our society. That is uh, correct, Tom. And um, unfortunately, despite the fact that you know, technology offers so much in terms of added value to the healthcare system, it has not fully penetrated um, the, 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 the healthcare industry. And you know what, it's really understandable because uh, like we, we mentioned earlier, the healthcare system is highly, highly regulated, highly complex, uh, and that has not helped with, you know, implementing changes and introducing new, new services and new technologies. Um, but again, like I mentioned earlier, it's a dinosaur, and if it does not adjust to the current uh, current technologies and availability of the tools that we have today, it's going to it's going to really fail miserably and and, and affect our society in 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 a way that will be absolutely damaging. So back to the aspect of technology, this is probably the enabler enabler that can take healthcare to a level where it can become this tool that will provide a streamlined patient experience. And we've already seen through COVID-19 how telehealth has greatly, I mean, that was a lifesaver. That that was absolutely an incredible uh, tool in the hands of physicians. And as a matter of fact, this is the, the kind of amazing thing is that we, we thought that because of telehealth, we would lose that, the, the quality of care. But, you know, the, the surveys have demonstrated that as a matter of fact, patient satisfaction actually went up despite the fact that, you know, this is, a, uh, this is almost like a computer-based and technology-based uh, relationship, but it actually made the patient experience much better than the face-to-face. And as a matter of fact, a lot of patients now are demanding 
that, hey, listen, I love this. I don't have to wait in the patient room. I don't have to drive two hours to the doctor's office. I can do this where I am right now. And that, that takes us closer, I think, to that, you know, the idea of a patient experience being part of the healthcare system. And this is a critical juncture. You know, one of the silver linings of uh, COVID-19 is that it is now, you know, intru introducing new modalities into the healthcare system that we thought were not viable before. But now we see that this is a very potent solution. Technology actually can streamline the entire process that we have today and provide that patient experience that we've been lacking for so long. Well, it's it's interesting because I have mixed emotions about uh, you know the the Zoom uh, <laughs> yes. doctor visit and and um, right. you know I don't think any of us would argue that that certain technologies, uh, laser surgery comes to mind, have been right. tremendous leaps forward in making a lot of treatments and in surgeries less invasive yeah. and and they've right. been just miraculous but yeah i couldn't help thinking and i thought all of those things that you mentioned miari I, I i sat here for i don't know three or four minutes waiting for the doctor to come on the screen and and i had two <laughs> or, i had two or three meetings like that and and i was thinking boy this is great i'm not sitting in a waiting room for 20 minutes or a half an hour i'm not filling out anything on a clipboard i didn't right. have to drive across town to do this right. but then when it was all over i couldn't help thinking that that zoom conference was really just a pre-screening of whether or not mm -hmm. I needed to go into the office for anything. And if I was <laughs> suffering from something, it just added a step. Do you know what I mean by that? And <laughs> I see, absolutely. So I'm, absolutely. I'm not sure we're quite there yet, but yet I, I enjoyed not having to go in person for just like a follow-up type visit. Right. No, but absolutely right, Tom. And like, like I said earlier, this is the beginning of a new phase and uh, you know uh, I, I distinctly remember uh, when Google just came uh, came online and uh, I was I, I typed the word Amazon and all I got was the Amazon forest you know and all kinds of uh, <laughs> life uh, you know nature whatever related but that is because Google just started, so the engine was still very unpolished and would get, and the same is true for their uh, Google uh, Maps, you know. Um, sometimes it will drive you to a location that absolutely is nothing there and say, give me the directions to X and it will take you, it will take you to Timbuktu, you know. So the same is true for, uh, I think, the telehealth and the introduction of uh, technology in healthcare. The, we are at the, this is the infancy, this is the genesis. I think we are at a stage where we are now starting to see the potential. And now it's a matter of refining it and making it as an integ in, integral part of the healthcare system. And I think once we get there, we will see the absolutely, uh, the, 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 the amazing uh, benefits of using technology and embracing it as part of the, a, a larger system.
Now, I keep referring to the the documentary film that you appear in, The Healthcare Cure. Um, Miari, can you tell me a little bit more about that film? How long is it, and and is it out yet and available where people can see it? Right, yes, absolutely. So, um, as uh, you may know, uh, it was uh, pre- presented in the uh, Sedona Film uh, Festival, and uh, we are very proud of the fact that we actually won an award uh, the most impactful award, and that meant a lot to all of us who have been working on this um, on this uh, documentary film. And so it is uh, currently, it will be made available to the public uh, very, very, uh, very shortly, uh, because this actually just happened uh, like two weeks ago that we got the award, and it will be released uh, to the public very soon. And we are very proud of the work that we've done, and... Uh, our main goal really is to again um, give the uh, the viewers, our society, a new look at healthcare, and it's it's also a message uh, to tell people to kind of realize that something needs to be done. And and back to your questions earlier. Uh, with the fact that hey, listen, this is not just the healthcare system, but this is also a patient voice. This is also the patients expressing their needs. And I think we've we've reached that stage today uh, where, you know, the, the, the whole the, the system needs to provide a venue for the for the customers, in, in this case the patients, to voice their opinion. And as a matter of fact, more and more patients are demanding a service not just like, hey, give me the pills that I need, but we've gone beyond the pills now. We've gone to the stage where patients are demanding that, you know, they are, they need to be contributors to the, to their own health. And this is, again, one of those trends in our society today where the patient now is part of, has become part of the system. And that has that phenomenon has to actually be uh, promoted. That has to be really the norm moving into the future. And that is one of the premises of the documentary. Does it suggest um, in the film, and I have not seen the film yet, um, I've I've read some reviews of the film, but it's, uh, does it suggest some first steps, some things we need to do and can do right away that maybe people could get behind and lobby for? Absolutely. So, um, you know, the uh, actually one of the uh, actions, uh, action calls for the documentary is join the movement. So <laughs> um, the join the movement uh, has several aspects, but one of them is the idea that we as patients, we as recipients of the healthcare uh, system, need to be. We need to be involved in our very own health. You know, we we are we have a responsibility, and I think that is a key message. As as consumers, as customers, as patients, we have the responsibility to get to our voice heard 
number one. Number two, we have the responsibility for our own health because that this, one of the aspects of health is that, you know, a lot of people are reliant on what can the doctor do for me? What can the system do for me? But the other question is, what can I do for myself? And that is a, a absolutely a key component of, of the documentary is that joining the movement also implies me taking responsibility for my own health, me being part of a system, not just a recipient of the services of a system. You know, we talk about, um, we have been talking about, uh, through our conversation this morning, Miari, about um, health care being sort of reactive to illness rather than yes. promoting wellness. And doctors can't be psychics. Uh, they can't tell. <laughs> uh, it, but is there, is there a one-size-fits-all way of, of changing and, and living your right. life that, that promotes right. wellness so that right. maybe you don't have to go see the doctor so often? Correct. You're, you're absolutely bringing a, a critical uh, piece here to the conversation, Tom, because there is not a concept uh, that we, we highly promote today, and it's called the remote uh, patient monitoring so with the prevalence of, um, of uh, the te technology that's available today, um, like wearables and like, uh, like sensors, medical sensors. So th there is actually today the ability by using a remote patient monitoring or RPM, we have the capability to know exactly the state of your health today not just when you go see the doctor in six months for your annual visit, but on a daily basis w through our RPM or remote patient monitoring, you, uh, leveraging technology and artificial intelligence, we can determine exactly whether, you know what, it seems like you're suffering from a breathing problem today. It seems like looking at the trend, it's like Alexa, you know. Uh, it, we can <laughs> actually determine whether health-wise you are on an upward or a downward uh, trend. So those are the key pieces, I think, that is still missing in healthcare. But those are the critical components that will contribute towards a better, newer, and more patient-centric system. So imagine, you know, uh, today, for instance, you know, uh, when, we dr when you drive the, the newer cars, it will beep you if somehow, you know, you, you drive in a way that is not according to the normal, like if it's erratic, you know. And the car, the car we start has sensors that will tell you immediately, hey, listen, it seems like maybe you removed your hands from the, you know, from the wheel. So, so that, but that kind of is an analogy to how patient care will become also something that is, Will the, the patient will be notified ahead of time. And so instead of being reactive, we can be proactive. And, and as a patient being a participant to their own health, they will be advised in terms of, how am I doing today, you know? And that, to me, is one of the key, key uh, success components of uh, 
healthcare in the future. Now, the the documentary, the healthcare cure, is that meant for healthcare professionals, for patients, for insurance providers, for legislators? Is it is is it something that that everyone should see? Absolutely. I think it is a documentary film that everybody really should uh, should watch because like i mentioned earlier it's to it, it it's a rise the aw- uh, rising the awareness of people across the spectrum whether it's politics or or regular patients or doctors or healthcare providers or insurance providers because i think again one of the messages of the documentary is that hey listen let's start a dialogue because at the end of the day and and you pointed this uh, pointed this out uh, earlier on is that it is all of us working together the, the 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 system the patient the providers all of us working together that can provide a solution to the messy situation we are in today and 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 i think to add to that i would say that this is not a one-way one-way conversation. It's a it's a multilateral. It's it's a you know all of us talking, all of us working together to find a solution and a cure to the the problem we have today. Who are some of the other experts that we'll we'll see addressing these issues in the film? So um, you know. Uh, in the the film also um, uh, has experts related to, as a matter of fact, uh, pre- preventive uh, pre- preventive medicine um, uh, specialists. So the reason why uh, we included uh, people in specialized in that arena is because I think. There is also a, an educational component to the, 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 the documentary. And the educational component is to let people know that, hey, listen, yes, you have the doctors, you have the, 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 the healthcare system, you know, available, but you also have natural ways to address the, your health. So we, we've included those the specialist in those not just alternative medicine uh, medicine people uh, alternative medicine people but uh, the goal then is to say hey listen when we talk about health care there are there's a plethora there is a the horizon is larger than just like the pills and the uh, and the the existing um, uh, medicines that we have today. There's also all these other alternative uh, ways to to provide health to people. Again, the name of the film is uh, the Healthcare Cure, and uh, my guest is Dr. Miari Andrea. He is one of the cast members in this uh, documentary film that's coming out. Uh, will be released to the public very soon. But already doing well at festivals. Um, how long is the is the movie, Miari? The movie is uh, roughly one hour, and uh, it covers um, different uh, cast members from uh, different uh, areas of expertise. Uh, the uh, main uh, director the directors are uh, uh, Webb, uh, Nick, Nicholas Webb, and uh, uh, Ray Power. 
And so uh, that reminds me that uh, we actually included an, an international component to illustrate the fact that the problem that we are facing here is not just a regional, a local, or a, or a U.S.-based uh, only problem. This is a problem that it's international, and we've included uh, Dr. Ray Powell to the uh, to this uh, to this uh, movie because he brings an insight. Uh, he's from Ireland, doctor from Ireland, uh, so he brings the insight about how how related the the systems are, even you know uh, glo globally. Uh, he brings the perspective of Ireland and how the system there somehow uh, has many, uh, many uh, re resemblance with our system here. And that brings uh, the question as to globally, so is this message just a U.S.-based message, or does it actually apply to healthcare to a larger context and maybe globally? Well, my guest is Dr. Miari Andrea. He's one of the uh, cast members for the documentary uh, film, The Healthcare Cure. And Miari, we're, we're almost out of time, and I want to thank you for sharing your expertise and uh, um, information about this, uh, this film with me and the listeners this morning. But I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about what we've been talking about. Does the film have a website? Yes. Uh, if you uh, if you go to the healthcarecure.com, uh, that's where the uh, more information can be found there. And I strongly encourage uh, people to find out more about, about it in order to, like we are uh, promoting, to join join the movement uh, and to find out more about the the, the message and the various components of uh, the film itself. And uh, we, we would like to uh, hear from our listeners and to get some feedback because, like I said earlier, the key really is to enter into a, a dialogue with, with everyone, uh, healthcare providers, patients, uh, physicians, doctors, and uh, any, anybody that is uh, in, uh, involved in the healthcare sector. Well, Miari, thanks again for spending this time with me. It's been an honor and a privilege. Thank you, Tom, for having me. Take care. Keep up the good work. Take care. Uh, thank you. Bye-bye. Again, uh, Dr. Miari Andrea, one of the cast members for the documentary film The Healthcare Cure. And uh, coming up next hour, we're going to talk with uh, the CEO of uh, Genesee Health Plan about this year being their 20th anniversary. They are a sponsor of the show, and, and uh, Jim Milanowski, the CEO, has been a frequent guest, and I'll be talking with him coming up at the top of the hour. In the meantime, we're going to let our broadcast partners squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. And if you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well. So stay tuned. More of the Tom Sumner Program is straight ahead. 
Hello there, citizens. Darkwing Duck here. And every time I'm in Flint fighting crime, I always stop by the Tom Sumner program. Don't forget, stay dangerous. Darkwing Duck out. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination? A COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine, and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can, keep wearing masks correctly, and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19, and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. The Tom Sumner Program has hosted live candidate forums for local, state, and national offices at bars, restaurants, coffee shops, and colleges. Armchair Politics has gone to Lansing, Frankenmuth, Birch Run, and Hell. Hell, Michigan, that is. We've done shows all the way to the Mighty Mac and back to the bricks. We've done remotes from a baseball stadium in Lansing, a grocery store opening in Flint, and from a moving train. We'd like you to tell us where to go next. You can write to us at TomSumnerProgram.com, call us at 810-339-8255, or contact us on Facebook. This is your chance to tell the Tom Sumner Program where to go. Say, objection. I object. I object to that, Your Honor. Oh, hi, Mom. What's up? Dana, what are you doing? Oh, you know, just um, Attorney General stuff. Listen, I have a legal question. What is it, Mom? I just got a call from the water company. Apparently, your father has not been paying the bill. I guess they're going to turn the water off because we owe more than $1,000 now. Can you believe it? Actually, I can't. So listen, we just have to send them $200 in edible arrangements gift cards and that will keep the water on. Now, here's the legal question. What is the website for edible arrangements? Mom, it's an imposter scam. Imposter scam. Is that .com or .edu? No, the call was a scam. Scammers will pretend to be a government agency or a utility company or someone else you might do business with. A big red flag is if they tell you that you can pay them using gift cards. So when in doubt, ask for the information to be sent to you in writing. And never give a caller or someone you don't know your personal information or your money. If you do suspect an imposter scam, Report it to my office at mi.gov slash agcomplaints. Okay, all right. And Dina, where do I file a complaint that my daughter hasn't visited in over a month? Does your office have a website for that? Okay, Mom, I'm hanging up now. 
Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection. This is U.S. Senator Gary Peters, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. Oh, that Hollywood is murder. The doctors, oh, those doctors. I went to, I went to one while he was examining me. He grabbed me by the wallet and he said, cough. Wonderful doctor. Gave a man six months to live, couldn't pay his bill, gave him another six months. <laughs> doctor called a lady, Mrs. Cohn, your check came back. She says, yes, sort of my arthritis. <laughs> little, man, little man walks in the doctor, says, doctor, I've been ringing my ear. What'll I do? She says, don't answer. Another man walked in the doctor and he said, you're going to live to be 60. He said, I am 60. It's what I tell you. Man goes to the doctor and says, doctor, I'm having trouble at home with my love life. What will I do? He said, take off 20 pounds. Run 10 miles a day. Man calls him two weeks later. Doc, took off the 20 pounds. I've been running 10 miles a day. Well, how's your love life? I don't know. I'm 140 miles away. I went to the doctor. I said, Doc, it hurts when I do that. He said, don't do that. He says, get undressed, I'll examine you. I'm standing there naked. He said, go over the window, stick your tongue out the window. I said, for what? He said, I'm mad at my neighbor. The doctor puts a stethoscope to my heart. I said, Doc, how do I stand? He said, that's what puzzles me. I said, Doc, my foot hurts. What will I do for it? He said, limp. <laughs> he says to me, you're pregnant. I said, how does a man get pregnant? The usual way, a little wine, a little dinner. <laughs> man goes to a psychiatrist. He said, nobody talks to me. He says, next. <laughs> What a crowd tonight. Another fellow goes to a psychiatrist. He says, you're crazy. He says, I want a second opinion. You're ugly, too. <laughs> There's a whole new world today. Ethnic jokes. They're around today. They have a new Polish jigsaw puzzle. One piece. Santa Claus is this one. 
The doctor was looking at the x-ray and I asked him, what do you see? And he kept on looking at the x-ray as he said in French to me, I see bones, I see gizzards and bones, and a few kidney stones among the lovely bones. I see hips and 14 paper clips, three asparagus tips among the lovely bones. I see things in your peritoneum that belong in the British Museum. I see your spine and your spine looks divine. It's exactly like mine. Now doesn't that seem strange? Among your lovely bones. Oh, hello there, nurse. Come over here and look at this x-ray. It's really remarkable. Isn't the lumbar vertebrae supposed to be connected to the clavicle? Well, I know, but it's scotch tape. Hey, look what's in there. Look at that, it's a stamp. It's a 1922 McKinley Ultramarine Blue with imperfect perforations. I've got to get that out and put it in my collection. Look in there, there's printing. What does it say in there? U.S. Certified Grade A. Look at this, it's fascinating. See those little round things? You know what those are? Those are M&Ms. Those people are right, they don't melt. another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. Come from miles around yeah. 
can't hurt the rest Oh, I'm gonna splash a little dab Right across your breast Just when you think it's over All of a sudden You will feel a tingle Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Tom Sumner. 